This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome back to another edition of The Drop Podcast. I am your host, Lance Descott. In this episode, we're going to take a look forward to the Blues game against the Avalanche tonight, and we're going to take a look back at the Blues' 3 to nothing shutout win over the Senators. Let's go ahead and start everything off with, of course, Jaden Schwartz coming back. This guy has been solely missed. The Blues' offense hasn't been the same, and a lot of people are saying it's because it's all of his scoring ability. Yeah, that's got a lot to do with it, but it's also the matchup issues that it causes. The lines are different. When you take Jaden Schwartz out, the lines get split up. Tarasenko and Shen aren't always on the same line. Stasny gets split around. Steen gets split around. Sabotka. It, it affects every single line that the Blues have. In a lot of games, they were bringing Sabotka up to the first line sometimes, the second line. And I'm sorry, but Sabotka is not a first or second line player. So it really did affect the Blues a lot. And to show that, Jaden Schwartz has missed 20 games. He is still number three in scoring behind Shen and Tarasenko. 49 points for Shen, 46 for Tarasenko. Shen's got, of course, four more assists than Tarasenko, and Tarasenko has one more goal. Schwartz, out of 30 games, 14 goals, 21 assists, 35 points. Stasny has played 50 games like Shen and Tarasenko, and he's got one point less than Schwartz. So that shows you how important Jaden Schwartz was and is to this Blues lineup. I've said it all year long that when he was healthy, he's one of the most underrated players in the NHL. I sincerely hope that the Blues fans do not think that's going to happen immediately. If it does, it's just a bonus. Give this guy a couple games to get back into it. If he gets some points in those first couple games, that's great. But I'm not going to have overly hyped expectations immediately. Hey, I might be shocked and it might happen. Or it's going to go like I think it is to where it takes him a couple games to get back into it. Well, with Jaden Schwartz coming back, Magnus Payarvi was put on waivers. I don't know if this guy is going to be picked up. It's really sad. It really is. The 10th overall pick, I believe, in the 2009 draft. It really shocks me that he was considered the 6th or 7th overall prospect. In fact, some people even had him graded as the 5th. They were actually comparing this guy to Alexander Mogilny, Peter Forsberg, and Mike Gardner. Can you believe that? If he would have been half of what those guys were, the Blues probably wouldn't have put him on waivers. They may have put Yashkin on waivers. It's uh, just a sad, sad time. I mean, the Kings wanted this guy. The Oilers wanted this guy. There were several teams that wanted Magnus Payarvi. Uh, you know, uh, even the Ottawa Sun predicted that Payarvi would go fourth to the Atlanta Thrashers. That's how high they had him. The Oilers got him. And of course, never panned out. The only time he played a full season was his rookie year, the 2010-2011 season. 80 games played, 15 goals, 19 assists, 34 points. So looked pretty decent, you know, not great for that high of a pick, but hey, not too bad. Some guys, it takes them a couple years. Next couple years for Edmonton, he only played in half the games. And his best season besides his first season with Edmonton 
was 2012-2013, 16 points, 9 goals, 7 assists. Next season for the Blues, he played 55 games, had 12 points, 6 goals, 6 assists. Then 10 games, then 48 games, 32 games, and this year, because of injuries, they played this guy in 44 games, had 4 points in 44 games. It was a minus 3. So it just goes to show you, and I've said it a lot, just because you're a number one draft pick doesn't mean you're going to be a great player. It's just a crapshoot. You could take a guy in the second round and he could be great. You could take a guy in the third round and he could be great. Just because you're drafted in the first round does not make you a great player. So Schwartz is back. The Blues play in the Avalanche tonight. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and go over the previous game where the Blues played a pretty good game. Am I going to go on and on? that this was just a great game for them, and they came out and played great. I think defensively they were very good. I I really do. But then again, the Ottawa Senators are one of the worst teams in the league. They've got so many issues. And if you watch the game close, and I'm not trying to take anything away from the Blues, they won a game. Hey, that's what you get paid to do. Whether it's a good team, bad team, a great team, whatever. They won this game 3 to nothing. But if you watch this game, Ottawa has nothing. They really don't have much offensive skill. Their best player, of course, is their defenseman, Carlson. They're talking about selling everybody off the trade deadline. Everybody's open for trade. Carlson, Hoffman, all of them are open. So this is not a great team. But the Blues got the win, and it's the positive. They're going to have to play a lot better against Colorado if they want to beat Colorado the way Colorado's been playing. They recently lost their first game in 11 games, had a 10-game winning streak. I imagine this team's going to be pretty hungry to come out and play pretty good tonight. A lot of people are saying, well, that means they may start a three or four-game losing streak. I don't buy it. The Avalanche are playing really good, and I see them coming out and having a good game tonight, and the Blues are going to have a good game. So let's go ahead and get into this Blues-Senators game. Carter Hutton would start in goal, and I'm going to get into the whole goalie thing again. I know we've talked about a lot after the highlights but I want to talk to you about that and give you my opinion on the Jake Allen-Carter-Hutton situation. So Carter-Hutton starts the game, didn't face a lot of real hard shots. He had a couple that he had to make some pretty good saves on, but overall, they didn't really get a lot of opportunities against him, and he gets the shutout, and it's because of saves like these. Center ice. Hoppin knocks it down. Now for Smith with Broussard. Smith to the net. Waits. And a save by Carter Hutton on a two-on-one. Darren, that might be the first odd man rush against the Blues tonight. Yeah, they've been very, very tidy in that department. They've had numbers back in their own zone. And that's a good save by Hutton. Boy, he stayed very firm on top of the crease. There's a play by Alex Petrangelo. He made a nice read, but it bounced off his hands. Goes wide. He has scored his first goal in five games last night in Minnesota. Now they center it, and it's off a skate, maybe off D Domenico. And right into the glove of Carter Hutton. Carter Hutton had to make a few good saves, including these two, but most of them were pretty much right on him. But he did have a good game, and he made the saves he needed to. The Blues wouldn't need much offense. They would get three goals. In fact, it was pretty close. It was one to nothing, just about midway, a little bit before midway through the third period, and the Blues exploded for two more goals to make it a three to nothing game. Here's Shanna, great pass to Sabotka. He gets in a shot. He scores! Sabotka after a great feed, and he makes it 1 0. Right under the stick of the goaltender, Anderson, who is in good position, maybe expecting this puck to go up high. Nice stretch pass here by the Blues. Right on the tape. 
And then a little stop-up play, maybe using the defenseman Cody Cece as a screen. Bad gap closure by Ottawa allows Sabota to get in there. Play back to Pareko. His shot, and again a blocker save. Another shot. He's of goaltender Craig Anderson, last year's Masterton Trophy winner. And there's the first shot there, blocker. And now the rebound comes out, and Anderson just doesn't get prepared. Matt Duchesne is there as well, and no one paying attention to the one of the hardest wrist shots in the National Hockey League, and it beats Anderson on the stick side, off his stick. Back set in. ahead to Petrangelo. On to center ice for Braden Shen, empty netter. for Shen in four of seven full seasons in the National Hockey League. So the Blues bounced back after a terrible, terrible loss to the Coyotes the previous Saturday. Let's go ahead and go over the stats of the game. Shots on goal, the Blues 41, the Senators 25, and I'll tell you, this game could have been a lot worse, but Anderson made some really good saves. Face-offs, the Blues won that battle with 59% to 41%. The Blues are still struggling on the power play 0 for 3. I know they scored a couple goals the last game, but seriously, their power play is still not very good. The Senators were 0 for 4 in power play. Penalty minutes pretty even, 6 for the Senators, 8 for the Blues. Hits were even, 20 apiece. The Senators blocked 5 more shots than the Blues at 19 to 14. Sabotka got the first goal of the game in the first period. Very nice shot, just like it had eyes. Just a great shot. His ninth goal. Shin gets a, an assist, his 29th. Bertuzzo gets an assist, his sixth. That was 16 minutes and 21 seconds into the first. Like I said, it was getting pretty antsy there for a while because it was only one to nothing going into the third. And then six minutes and 10 seconds in, the Blues made it two to nothing on Tarasenko's 21st goal of the year. Pareko gets his 20th assist. Brodziak gets his ninth assist. And then that last goal that we just heard was an empty netter by Braden Shin, his 20th. Petrangelo gets an assist his 25th. Sinstein gets an assist his 19th. That was at 17 minutes and 34 seconds into the third. Nice win for the Blues. They needed it. Although, like I said, they didn't play great, but they played better than they did against the Coyotes. And as long as you can improve from a bad game and get a win, I think that's a win-win for everybody. Let's go ahead and go to the post-game interviews where we're going to hear from Mr. Shutout himself, Carter Hutton. Vladimir Sabotka that had that first goal, and it was just a beautiful shot. And then, of course, Coach Mike on this win against the Senators, 3 to nothing. You were pretty angry a couple of nights ago, obviously. That's one of those frustrating games. And to be able to bounce back, not just for yourself, but, but the team, uh, is this the kind of response you, were, yeah. you, you felt like was coming? Yeah, we had a locker room full of angry players, um, frustrated. Um, you know, we talk about it. It's one thing to lose. It's it's hard to win in this league, and you're going to lose games. But it's the way you lose sometimes. And we weren't happy about that. And you know, the, I think the message was pretty clear. And you know, we we stepped up to the plate here tonight and played a great hockey game. Do you guys push each other, and, and or does it also affect you guys when you hear the GM what what Doug said on Sunday about you guys not handling success well, and then Mike Yo with Sunday's practice? Is it a combination, or is it just you guys pushing each other? Yeah, it's 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 you got to push each other in here too, in a way, you know. Especially at like the professional level, it's a little different, you know. Guys are making, you know, we're paid to perform, and you have to show up every single night, and it's a grind. And uh, 
you know, you have to find nights where, you know, if one line isn't going, someone else got to pick it up. And, and we can't have a game like that where our whole team wasn't going, especially against a team where, you know, you need to come out and try to get two points. And, uh, you know, it's obviously frustrating. And, you know, we kind of had, uh, you know, a closed-door meeting here, and we, we said what we needed to say, and it was pretty clear. And we moved on from it. You know, you, uh, you, you look at it and you build from it, and that's what good hockey teams do. And we came out tonight and we bounced back. Closed-door players' meetings or everybody? Everybody. We had a little talk there after practice. And... Uh, you know, that's all it needed. And, you know, it was stuff that sometimes it's stuff you don't even need to say. You know, guys are smart enough. Guys have played long enough to recognize that that was a poor effort. And, uh, you know, when we moved on and, and you know, the rest is history. We, we played a great game tonight and that's all that matters. Now we just move forward to the next one. We can't uh, look back in the rear view here. Carter, you guys have had good bounce back games in the past and you've been able to perform well. But is the biggest challenge now to try to sustain this kind of success? And, yeah, of course. And continue yeah. to back it up? Yeah, you know, sustainability is obviously huge in this league and, and getting on runs where you can put points away. And, you know, especially home, when you're at home, we have to be a tough team to play against. And tonight we were. And, uh, you know, we're going to have Colorado coming in here next who's playing really well. And, you know, it's going to be a challenge. And you get back to Central Division opponents, which is, uh, you know, t a totally different brand of hockey. No, that was just me. Yeah, I was a little selfish there. And I shoot the puck and ended up in the net. Great pass by Shanner. Great pass by Shanner. Yeah, I saw the open spot and I just skated into it, and I felt like I got the speed. And you know, like I said, just was kind of one on one, and I just take a shot. So you guys were looking for a response after Saturday. You feel like you got it tonight, complete game. Yeah, I think we were a lot better tonight, but I still think we can be better. Uh, we knew they played last last night, and. Uh, we went out there and tried to out-battle them, win every, every race for the puck, and that's what we did. But I still think we can be better. So what do you think How important was, was it for you guys to respond today? What is it? How important was it for you guys to respond today the way you did in light of what happened Saturday and, and Sunday? And Yeah, for sure we were disappointed uh, against the loss against Phoenix, and it's a, it's a big response with our, uh, from our group. and. We're trying to be get better. Yeah. yeah, I felt. I mean, this this is a character group, and uh, you know, if you play a bad game, doesn't mean that you know that they don't care. I know how much this group cares, and uh, and unfortunately, the, the the previous game we fell into what you would call a trap game. Uh, but you know, I think we got the response in the two days in between from the players, the work ethic that they showed at practice, and then. Uh, uh, I was confident that we'd get a good response from them again. Like, there's a lot of character and there's a lot of leadership in that group, so um, they showed that tonight. Yeah, yeah, no, we, we expected them to play hard. You know, I think things went a little bit, uh, I don't want to say easier for us in Ottawa. That was their, it was a game for them where they were coming out of the, uh, the bye week. Um, expected them to play real hard tonight. Uh, they got a good record in their back to back situations, um, and uh, and so, yeah, no, I, I, they didn't make it easy, but I, I think we played a pretty solid game tonight. When did you get a sense of it? after one of the practices? Was it at some point today or during? Oh, the I, I mean, you just you have to know your group, and again, there's a lot of character in the group, and uh, you know, it's certainly not something you want to do all the time, challenge them. Uh, but uh, but you know, this is a group that whether whether they've been challenged, you know, whether it's from a coach or whether it's from uh, opposition, whatever it is, when they when they've been challenged, they re they've responded. Outside of Saboka's goal, pretty looked like a pretty good overall game by him. Yeah, that was easily one of his best of the of the season. Yeah, he he. I thought he looked really strong and uh, uh, all over the ice. You know, involved involved in the forecheck, involved in uh, in D zone coverage. Uh, um, you know, involved in the penalty kill. Of, uh, yeah, real solid game. Mike, do you want to see 
Uh, you know what? For, uh, I mean, physicality is, 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 can be defined differently. I think that he was physical all over the ice tonight. He was physical on the puck. That's the biggest thing for me. Um, he's so dynamic, the way that he can protect the puck and control the puck and what he can create off of that. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, I, I don't think that we're going to get him running around and, and, you know, taking himself out of position and, and uh, you know, taking boarding penalties. That's, that's not what we're looking for. We need everybody to bump people when they have the opportunity and, and finish checks when they have the opportunity. Uh, but again, uh, you know, if he's playing games like that, then, I, then we're, we're extremely happy. Are you still, you still carp on him to shoot? Yeah, well, he, he's got a good shot. There's no question, but he's also got some good vision. So I think the biggest thing is, you know, again, uh, you know, he, he just looked extremely engaged right from the drop of the puck that, that he was going to be a difference maker in this game. And, uh, and obviously, when that's happening, uh, a player like him with his ability finds a way to make the right decision and the right play. No, yeah, I mean, and I'm glad that we gave him a better performance in front of him here. So he was real good, um, and uh, his puck movement, his puck play was real strong as well tonight. What kind of benefit the 11 and 7 have for you tonight? Well, you know, I, I think that you know, as far as players on the bench, it just keeps you a little bit. Uh, I don't want to say engaged, but. Um, they're more engaged, but uh, you, you certainly have a focus. You don't know when your next shift is coming. Uh, it, you, you come off the ice, you might, you might have to go uh, right away. So uh, I think that extra ice time keeps guys more involved in the game. And, uh, and you know, it's, uh, it's something that we've done a couple times and seems to, seems to, our group seems to respond well to it. A very nice win for the Blues. They've got a tough opponent coming up against the Avalanche. The Avalanche, of course, we know just came off that 10-game winning streak. And guys, in some of these games, they played some very good teams. They've beaten the Jets 3-2. They shut out Columbus 2-0. They beat the Wild 7-2. Anaheim 3-1. San Jose 5-3. The Rangers 3-1. Toronto 4-2. This game is going to be huge. The Blues need to come out very strong and play well. The Avalanche, you know, most likely, they're going to start Bernier. I don't know. You may see Hammond in. But I think Bernier is going to start. Just not sure yet. The Blues, of course, Schwartz, Shin, Steen, Barbashev, Stasny, Tarasenko, Sabotka, Berglund, Thompson, Upshaw, Brodziak, Yashkin are going to be your forwards, your defense. It's going to be Edmondson, Petrangelo, of course, they're always together. Bo Meester, Pareko, uh, Dunn, Bertuzzo, and of course, Carter Hutton's been playing well, and he's going to get the start tonight. This is a very good Colorado team. I'm not saying the Blues are going to lose, but they're going to have to play very, very good. And a guy that's played pretty good against him, Nathan McKinnon, he's tearing it up, guys. 24 goals, 36 assists for 60 points. Then you got Ranton has got 47 points. Then Landeskog's got 36 points. There's some good players in this team. And, of course, former Blues defenseman Eric Johnson that came over in that Chris Stewart Shattenkirk trade. He came over to Colorado. He's got 21 points. So for a defenseman, he's not having a bad year. This team has been playing very, very good. They're getting good goaltending. They're getting timely scoring. And they've been a hot team. There's a lot of people, I know, like I said earlier, that think, oh, they've just lost a game. They might lose two or three in a row. They might. But I'll tell you what, I don't see it. I just don't. The Blues are going to have their work cut out from them. They're going to need another great effort from Carter Hutton. They really are. The Avalanche, of course, 9-1 in their last 10 games. They've got 57 points. They've played 47 games. 
So they're three, they got three games on hand against the Blues, and they're four points behind the Blues. The Blues need to win this game. The Blues have played a lot of games at the beginning to middle of the year, and that's normally not the way it is. It's normally the Blues that have to catch up and play a lot of games at the end of the year. Hopefully this benefits the Blues going forward. Let's go ahead and get into this whole Carter Hutton-Jake Allen debate again. I love both goaltenders. There are people out there, I've gotten messages from people stating that I hate Jake Allen, or I hate Carter Hutton, or I love Jake Allen, or I love Carter Hutton. It's kind of confusing because my stance has been pretty much the same. Start who's ever playing hot. However, if you want Jake Allen to be your number one or a backup, you need to start playing him more than you have. Hutton's played started eight of the last 10 games. You need to see Jake Allen playing at least two every nine games, every eight, nine games. You have to. Number one, to give Carter Hutton a rest. Number two, to get Jake back into the swing of things. Several people have told me, well, you know, it's not like this guy's just sitting around. He's getting activity. He's taking shots in practice. Hey, that's great. It's keeping him somewhat sharp. But there is nothing like being in a live game to get your confidence back, to get you back to where you need to be. Practice is great, but it's not a live game. There's so much more involved in a live game than practice. So I sincerely hope the Blues will start playing Jake Allen a little bit more. And I'm hoping that, let's say they play him against Montreal on Tuesday, I'm hoping he wins because what I'm afraid of, if he has a bad game, regardless of whether the rest of the team has a bad game, they're going to shut him down again and not play him for seven, eight games. That's not good for the Blues, and it's not good for Jake Allen. Carter Hutton's a good goalie, but he's never played more than, I believe, 30 games in a season. Never has. People say, well, he's well-rested. He's only, you know, he's not played that many. Well, yeah, he might be well-rested. He once, one time in his career, he stepped in for Pecorine. And like I said, I believe he played 30 games and played pretty good. Had a really good goals against average. I believe it was somewhere around 2.4 to 2.6 goals a game. So he can play good. He's not proven to me yet that he's a starter. He's 32 years old and has never been a starter in this league. Not saying he can't do it. And people keep talking about the former Toronto Maple Leaf Rollinson. Well, he didn't become a starter till he was in his 30s, and look how good he was. Doesn't happen very often. I'm not saying Carter can't do it. I'm not. If he does it, that's great. If they bring Jake in and make Jake the backup, hey, then we've got two good goaltenders going into the playoffs because you never know when one's going to get hurt. As I said in my other podcast, remember Grant Fear got hurt against Detroit, and it destroyed the Blues. So the Blues need Jake Allen to be sharp come playoff time. They need Carter Hutton if he's going to be the starter, to get enough rest. Because the playoffs are a much different animal than the regular season. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of the Drop Podcast. Until next time, stay healthy, stay safe, and let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lancedee at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go Blues! 
This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.